Welcome to PPR Podcast. Can you get this? Number 95. And they said we wow. wouldn't make it out of our uh, inaugural 10 seasons, 10 shows. Well, look, we've Have been, we made it? Yeah, we've been re-up for 95 stars. seasons. Uh, my name is Paul. Everybody knows the star of the show is to my right. His name is Bert, Bert Grossman, president of the San Diego Strike Force, who suffered a yeah. heartbreaking defeat, but still sponsored this podcast. Bert, we have a very special guest. Would you like to make introductions? Yeah, one of my favorite route runners of all time, Stevie Johnson from the Buffalo Bills. And then you went to the 49ers and then the Chargers, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hey, being here. Hey, welcome, uh, Stevie. Glad to be on. Hey, you were recently, you're a, you're a Poway uh, resident now? Indeed. Yeah, we represent Poway right now. Uh, we got we got all-star baseball coming up, so, you know. <laughs> We are locking in with the with the with the young ladies with the softball team. Uh, fair enough, but you were didn't uh, we last saw you with Corey Legion in his Academy of Pancakes, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I came out to support Corey. You know, a teammate like you said, uh, Bert. You know, played one season with the Chargers, and that's where I met him. And Corey, he's like minded. You know, he's for the community, for the youth. You know, and for uh, you know, progress, positive progressions, and um, you know, he had his camp, so I came out to support him, and it, it was a it was a great turnout. It was good to see the kids and you know interact with them, and just you know continue doing what we do best, and that's uh, sports and and uplifting these kids. Yeah, and it's now I, I see a lot of players now like Corey. Corey's doing it a lot with the free camps, which I love. I mean, it, it got for a while like players are making like millions a year, and they're still charging kids like fifty, hundred <laughs> bucks to go to their little skills camp and it was crazy to me. So it's great to see the kids come out. He had like 400 kids out there. Yeah, and, and the thing is, um, a lot of those those guys that you that you talk about with that charge, you know, sometimes those kids don't even get a lot of a lot of training, you know, at those camps. You know, it, it a lot of the stuff is just doing drills. And what I liked about Corey's and, and how, how we run ours at HBHF is we make it all transitional. You know, everything that you do, it, you can transition that into the game. You know, um, whether it's whether it's something on the field or it's just getting in a mind to be able to connect and network with the player uh, across from you. You know, so we I, I make that a point and Corey made that a point for those kids to, you know, interact with each other because they all went from the same area. You know, and it was it was pretty cool for that that bond to be connected. Well, you, you Hold on, I got to ask something because I'm going to guess if you could guess that he had a cousin to play for San Diego State basketball. Who would you guess it was? I wouldn't even know. Take a while, guess. One of the Johnson brothers? Who? No. Who? Come on. Who? Steve Claw. Tell you know, you know, you know who the Claw is? No. Who's the Claw? Yeah, that's Kawhi Leonard. No. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, yeah. cousins. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Somebody told me that last week, and I'm like, nah. And then I saw you. I saw your hair do, and I was like, oh, they are. I got it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kawhi, he's over in, uh, he's over in Santa Fe area. I'm, I'm in Poway. Um, you know just connected from the bottom. Well, let's, uh, you know what, let's just go there. First of all, is that knee, uh, without speaking out of school, because I don't want you to get in any trouble with Kawhi, but is that knee ever going to be right again? I mean, you know, it's always it's always progressions. You know, I don't think it'll ever be perfect. You know, you can tie it into like with the NFL players, you know, nobody's ever going to be perfect. You know, every, nobody's going to be 100%, you know, but as long as you can go out there still and, and manage it, you know, I think that's that's good enough, you know, with the talent that they have. Well, let me ask you guys both this question, because we had this debate on our Tuesday show. Just if his career were to end today, has Kawhi Leonard done enough to be considered a Basketball Hall of Famer, in your view? Absolutely. What? Absolutely. Because yeah, anytime you pull up any offensive player, you can throw out Kawhi. 
You know, if you throw out any, uh, hey, we need a, a big play, even on offense, you can throw Kawhi in there with anybody, you know, to get that bucket. And it, it may not be, some people might question it because it don't look as fancy as um, others, but get the bucket, right? We here to score, play defense. That's that's it and win. And that's what he, that's, he marked all three of them off. So, you know, definitely first ballot. Yeah, I, I, he has the rings. He's been Defensive Player of the Year twice, I believe, right? Or one, at Indeed. least one. I mean, he's he's been at one point in his career the best at what he does. So doesn't that get you in? Or is, it, or is there, do you need to have another two or three you seasons? Know, you didn't have to ask us the question. You don't want to ask the question. I wouldn't even say uh, well, that. Well, I'm just trying to get some clicks here, okay? Oh, okay. My hey, bad. All right. Oh, hold on. You dropped uh, an acronym. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll be with you. Uh, Stevie, you dropped an acronym, HBHF. Uh, have business, have, what, help me out again. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, handle business, handle. have fun. Yeah, it's a mindset. It's a mentality thing that uh, I, I came up with. I created just to, you know, have something for a legacy that anybody can utilize, you know, as a personal mentor or, you know, just something that can get them back on track. You know, the mindset is to handle business, then have fun and repeat. Handle business however you can. And then have your fun if you want to, and then just repeat that again. That's the you know simplicity of life, and and that's what I push with the within the youth and within my circle. So I have a question here because we had high school coaches, um, players are a big audience for ours, and you have a couple things I want to ask about that your opinion on. Homeschooled, and only played football two years in high school. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's all about situation, you know. Uh, it wasn't like by choice. It's, it's just situation. I didn't know what was going on um, with the high school thing, only playing two years. Now, that was a, a pretty unique situation, and I had an opportunity to uh, transfer to another school because it was I was in a school with a, with a ton of history, and, and, you know, it was a lot of players there, and then they just built a new school. But within the, going to that, transferring to that new school, they didn't have, like, they didn't have football at the time. So um, I was just playing basketball. Um, but then once our junior year came around, then we then we had a football team and that's why I only played two years. But my whole mindset for transferring was to become the first. You know, I wanted to become the first to make it instead of being, you know, I guess a follower, you know, from all the rich history that I was at the one school, I, I had to, ch I wanted to transfer and become, become the first, you know, and, and it ended up happening. I was blessed to make it through the ups and downs. It wasn't perfect, but um, I utilize everything within, you know, my HBHF uh, mentorship to, you know, elevate the youth. And you get that because we get that a lot with kids. I mean, nowadays with social media, instant gratification, it's like I, I got to be D1. But then you went to uh, junior college. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, like, great point right there. They want that instant gratification. And, and it's tough because everybody can't get it. And that's why we do what we do with our camps. You know, we don't just send them through drills. We really talk to them. We got to get into their mind because... These kids, once they run into failure, they, you know, it, it goes left. You know, they end up wanting to, to um, transfer or they, or they, you know, they get frustrated, mentally frustrated. They can't communicate right, you know, but we here to provide that and let them know like, yo, we've been through the same thing and this is how you handle it. And um, that's, that's what we, that's what we like to provide. You know, me going from uh, high school and wanting to be the first, but I was, but I had to go to junior college you know, that was a setback and I, I cried about it, you know, and they got it. They got you got to know that. But I just kept going. I went back to handling my business and having fun. And one step from to another, I kept leveling up each time and I still became the first. So, you know, those things happen. But you got to just continue to get back on your grind and handle your business and have fun and handle your business and have fun and just keep that going. 
And then the last part of this, because it applies the story to everything, transfers. Now, your first year at Kentucky, not so good. Most kids would have transferred, but your second year is astronomical. I mean, but kids won't stick that out nowadays. They won't work through it, or a lot of them won't. Some do, but I mean, talk about that, because I mean, 2006, what you had 100 yards, and then and then 2007, you have like you know 70 catches for 1,200 yards or something. Yeah, so that that's a pretty cool. That's another unique situation. And just before I tell that story, this is why I'm I'm out there. Like I don't usually speak or you know put myself out there too much. Only in like the Buffalo community, um, because you know. But now I feel like the story and the things I've been through can help a lot of kids. So with with that story of of me not transferring from Kentucky, that had nothing to do with Will. <laughs> I wanted to, but my wife at the time she was like, "Nah, you better get back get back on that bus and uh, <laughs> and, and, and handle it." You know what I'm saying? And make right. something, make it happen. So, you know, I couldn't transfer. <laughs> well, Stevie, that that then that leads me to my next question and following up on Bert. People like yourself, who now are in the business of mentoring successfully, I might add, usually have had somebody in their life who, whether they knew it or not, were mentoring them at the time. And was that your wife? Yeah, yeah, she was one of them. You know, it, it, like they say, it takes a community or it takes a village, you know, and, and that's real. You know, that don't mean you have to stay with that, that one person forever. And that's the type of mentor that I am. I, like, I'll be there forever for you. However, I know there's, you know, you can level up from me to someone else. You know, use my platform or use me to get somewhere else. And then you you go ahead and keep continue to blossom. Um, and for me, it was like I had father figures. You know, I have friends, you know, like one of my best friends, uh, Asian, Asian kid, we twins, <laughs> but Asian kid, you never would expect me to be hanging out with him in school, but... I couldn't do my classwork as good as I, I needed to to stay on the team. So I ended up becoming friends with him. And that's he became he's like my best man every everywhere. He'll be here next week. But um, without him, you know, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have been at that spark. You know, without my wife keeping me uh, humble in Kentucky, I wouldn't have had that spark. You know, so a lot of people can be that that, that mentor for you. It's got to open your mind. Up. Oh, that's a great story, dude. And I can that, see, that's great. Yeah, and every every I got a question for you on everything now. You, you're doing all the questions today. <laughs> Tell me this, because I watched you, I mean, if, and you just said you played basketball, and if you watch your route running, you can see it's, you play basketball. But what do you, I mean, the big argument now is do you go play 707 or do you go play basketball? And if you was a route runner, if you went 707 and didn't play basketball year-round, you think you would have been that route runner? Um, yeah, nah, nah, if I didn't play basketball, I, I don't think I would have been that route runner. I wouldn't have opened my mind to how can I I probably would have been stuck in trying to run better routes or faster routes or more quick twitch, all in the same wheelhouse of football. But me having that basketball background and knowing that I can cross people over, like I loved Allen Iverson. Um, so when every time I'm outside on the street, I, I know I can cross somebody and make somebody move into a certain area. So it was just one off season. I was like, how can I do something different, you know, without trying to like strain myself, strain my body to to be faster than what I think I can be. But I don't, you know, I can't really, you can't really get faster. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, right. There's only a certain point of fast you can get. Um, and then trying to break down and run routes. So I just mixed in the basketball, you know, um, element of it. And it was just, it was easy. And what made it easier was being able to communicate, learning how to communicate with my quarterback. You can't just, as a receiver, you can't just go out there, run anything, you know, and think it's going to work. You got to have that communication with your quarterback so he understand what you're doing. And and this is what ties into our mentorship. I wouldn't have learned how to communicate with my quarterback if 
the things I went through in, in college, you know, the first year, you know, having to uh, having to go talk to um, Andre Woodson, who was a, a star up for Heisman at the time. And I was just a junior college kid coming in, um, having to go talk to, you know, coaches. I never talked to coaches, you know, I, I just let my field, let my uh, work on the field do the, do the talk. But that wasn't getting me in the game. My, my best friend, one of my best friends uh, in college, Dickie Lyons. He told me to go talk to the uh, coach. I had to put my pride aside and learn how to talk to people. And after that, I ended, I got in the game once, scored twice, two touchdowns against Kent State, and never came out the game again. You know, all <laughs> because of that conversation. You know, so um, it, it it all ties in. Everything that I do, it ties into kind of what you know what I went through. And if I can make it, I always say this: if I can make it, I swear on everything that these kids can make it because they got way more than than what I had coming up. I don't want to make you seem like a dinosaur, but you were, when you came into the league, it was still, I think, you, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm wrong a lot, Stevie, but when, when you came into the NFL, it was still a running back league, was it not? Yeah, it was like a mix. It was it was becoming like a hybrid of it. But, um, it but was, now it was, it's a wide it was, receiver league. Now it's heavy wide receiver, yeah. Now it's do heavy feel, wide receiver. Do you wish you could come along now? Because it seems like now, first of all, the rules. Yeah, I'm, and it's fun. It's way more fun now. <laughs> you can make a bigger splash right out of the get-go. You see all these young guys that you know are taking advantage of the fact that no one can touch them, and they're making right. a boatload of money. Right, it's basically seven on seven out there. You know, it's, it's easy. You know, I, I, that's why I wasn't really a big fan of seven on seven. You know, it just it just wasn't real to me. You know, even like combine. You know, that that's is not real to me. Like if we add a one on one element or, you know, a team type element, that's that's cool. But like a lot of the seven on sevens is just, is no physicality and and it's hard to, to read a DB when you can't be physical. Right. You know, so I, I'm more of that type of person. I, I got to get in, get it, uh, be, be in, in a in the fire. I say in the fire. So you know, we had, um, Warren moon on here. We've had Jim McMahon and, and they are just like, uh, we could play to over 40 now and throw for 10,000 yards and, <laughs> and no one's even allowed to touch us on. I know we're going to slam us on the ground. So I was always, I was always fascinated. You're the first Buffalo build up back to back thousand yard receiving. That's including, Andre Reed and Jim Kelly. So what do you think you would have done with Jim Kelly? I know all that, man. <laughs> I just, not even just Jim Kelly, you know, cause that's a good question. And that's, that's good. You know, what I've done with Jim Kelly. A lot of people ask well, what I've done with Josh Allen. And, and my answer to to those is like, I had th that type of quarterback, you know, M my thing was with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was, I, without Ryan Fitzpatrick, I wouldn't have been able to do as do the basketball things that I was able to because he took a sacrifice on his his uh, his step back, you know, holding the ball certain times and you know, going to the line of scrimmage is doing this and and that means I got two routes, you know, that's the the you do you um, signal, <laughs> you know. So he was able to 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 open his mind to that. So I felt like I had a, a, one of those caliber quarterbacks. I feel like it was just those guys that they had around them, though. You know, with Reed having um, right. Thurman. You know what I'm saying? How that they had. I mean, four Super Bowls. That that team is unbelievable. And and um and Josh Allen with the guys that he's got with with uh like with Diggs. He's the guy who's got three back to back uh, thousand yard seasons and going for more. But you know his receiver room is loaded. You know, so it's it's just amazing right now seeing seeing. The NFL is just entertainment. It's entertainment right now. All these teams are stacked. And Marv Levy would have never let you do the UBU. 
ever. That would, that <laughs> no, would never I think happen. so. I think he would have yeah, because think, really, you know, yeah, he, you like, gotta have some type of you know camaraderie or or connection with your players to go back to four uh, Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, and handling guys like that uh, or that was on that level, like those are MVPs. You know, uh, Thurman and and. Kelly, you know, to keep them together like that, I think he had to have some type of connection and let them go out there and just ball. Present yeah. company excluded, because I do not, cons I, I had nothing but respect for you and your career. But, Thank you. But why do wide receivers, uh, why do they end up becoming dicks? I mean, they, <laughs> I, I mean, they, they, oh, with all, you're talking about Antonio Brown, that's it. Uh, Who uh, else? No. Every every receiver becomes a head case. Every good receiver ends up wanting the ball more, wants more money. No, Keenan uh, Allen doesn't, yeah. doesn't do that. Or, there are exceptions to the rule, but a lot of high-profile guys end up becoming dis disruptive on their team. W w do you agree with that statement? It is half and half. You know, it's half and half because it, it can be it can be at a lot of positions, and I feel like it's because you know we run the most. We running the most. We want to be. Hey, look, man. We've been running all over this field. Come on now. <laughs> hey up or, or throw the ball more to me. Like, come on now. I'm doing too much running. Walking back to the huddle. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Percy Harvin. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm not. I'm you know, but that see some some of it. You gotta just you gotta be able to see in between the line. Like as as far as being a competitor, and and then okay. So like like I don't like calling nobody out. All but right, we I, know who the who those those the okay, bad so, okay, are. Okay, you know, dig, with Diggs, it's like come on, like he competitive. Hey, look, I need the ball more. I need it now. You know, come on, like that. I don't feel like he, you know, he bad at all. You know, it's just a, that's a fire. That's a passion. I see. I'm I'm a Vikings so. fan. I, I, I'm a Vikings fan. So I've I, I was very close to. I mean, I really love the fact that he was a Viking for the longest time. But then he basically. You know, complain his way out off the team. You got yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he. I felt like he he wanted the ball, and and, and again, again, like that was a time where you know, it's kind of like what happened with with me and Lee Evans. When when I started blowing up, then they wanted to get rid of Lee. They made it like Lee was a problem, but it was really no issue. Why can't we have multiple receivers? And at that time, it was uh, was it cut not cut. Um, you guys had another receiver who's balling. Uh, uh, Adam Thielen? Thielen? Yeah, Thielen. Thielen. Thielen was he blo uh, balling, you know, and he was a low-round draft pick, I believe. Right. And um, it was like, why can't we just have both? Work out a deal to have both guys, you know? And I think that's where management got to come in, you know, understand we got two dogs. We got enough money. Let's let's be the first team to, to have multiple big-time receivers, you know? And um, I think that's where the Vikings slipped up and let – you know, well, they, they cool because they got Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, it worked out for him. Really good, good guy. It, so. it worked out, but I mean, it doesn't often yeah. work out like that. So, I, you right. know, I, I'll get the angry emails. I, I, I just, I, I, you know, I had this. I remember Marcus Allen when he scored a touchdown, he would hand the ball to the official, and I remember coaches saying, you know, act like you've been there before, referring to the end yeah, zone. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Thurman, Thurman used to do that also. Thurman yeah. to the official all the time. You know. I, I Everybody just, came up a little bit different. I came up watching Terrell Owens doing this every time yeah. before. He was doing <laughs> the dancing and stuff. So that, that's what got my mind, my attention. So, you know, that, when I came up, I wanted to do the same thing. But, yeah, no no, no problem and no ill will to anybody who, however they score or celebrate. Yeah, I, I admire anybody who uh, makes it that far because it's 
man, what a cutthroat business it is. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the mechanics of being a good receiver? Uh, we, for, I don't know, if Stevie, how long you've been in town, but we do a big high school football sh show here called the Prep Picks Report. We have a re this podcast hits a lot of the high schools, so you're, you're going to be talking to a lot of high school receivers right now. What is yeah, the most yeah. common mistake you see? What is the most common piece of advice you could give them? Uh, be physical. You got to be physical. So before, you know, I'm pretty sure all of them know how to run routes. They all know how to get from A to B. But the, 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 the most common thing that I see a lot of the receivers, they're not physical at the line of scrimmage or anticipating physicality when you get close to a DB, which I call getting in the fire, you know. They usually get up on them. They let somebody put, you know, they get too close on them. You know, you got to be physical. You gotta, this is football. You, you got to be physical against those guys. And, sometimes, and then even with DBs, you know, you got to be physical. If you're not being physical, you, most more times than not, you go lose. You know, and that's coming from a former NFL pro. Just letting y'all know, sometimes you go have to be illegal. See if the see if the referee go call the flag or not. And if he don't, keep going. You know, no mercy. But if if he does call that flag, now just try to adjust. See how you can adjust. It ain't gonna be perfect, but see how you can adjust. And, Are you referring um, to blocking or just uh, getting off the line of scrimmage? Uh, I would say a little bit of well, um, blocking for the DBs and getting off the line of scrimmage for the receivers. You know, yeah, I see, being, I see your club on that creating space sometimes. Yeah, I see your you'd almost club like a pass rush sometimes. Exactly, exactly. Which they which they wouldn't teach, but I'm anticipating that I'll let the let the guy get close to me, the DB get close, thinking he's on me, and then I behind I'm coming to clean him up. You know, and and as, I'm doing it as hard as I can. I'm not being nice, but I'll be nice to you after after the game. You know, a lot of kids just be more physical. I would say so. All the stuff we're talking about is that is that part because you have the mentorship um, docu series coming out, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, Exposure Academy. We had that coming out this summer. It'll be our second season, and um, you know, yeah, it's a little bit of it's a little bit of everything on and off the field. Uh, once again, I, I, we created the Exposure Academy as a you know as a tool to be able to to speak more in depth with the kids. You know, we have a select group every year. And this year we have eight kids, uh, ranging from California to Georgia and New York. And, um, you know, we'll house them and, and we'll teach them on and off the field things. This year we'll have internship at Buffalo Go. And, um, yeah, like we was, we was picked up by the Next Network. And, you know, we'll be airing on Roku TV and Amazon Fire Stick this, this summer. It's, it's going to be a good, good thing for these kids uh, learning how to, you know, mix handle, handling business of, you know, doing your schoolwork going to a, a job internship and being able to uh, continue to, to go to the gym and work out and prepare for, you know, what you, what you're trying to get to um, as, as collegiate athletes. So wait, these kids, they're, they come from, you pick them from around the country and they move here and then do yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. So our first season, I had them from all over the country and I brought them to Northern California. We was in Sacramento. And, um, and then this year, I got a, our destination symposium will be in Buffalo. So I'll, I'll get like an Airbnb, and then I'll, I'll house them. I'll get them all in there. It's free for them. You know, they just – and anybody's allowed to join. You know, we we here for everybody. How do you, you know, score the, uh, the, the, the Netflix or the – how do you get on that Roku. platform, Roku? Um, everything's just been been organic, been – you know, just connecting with people, um, posting our, our content. Not really forcing the issue, 
you know, just doing what we want to do. Like we're, we're trying to be helpful towards these youth kids and, and leave a good legacy. And, you know, we've been able to run into some good people. And, you know, this was one of the connections with the next network out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, you know, they gave, they given us this opportunity just to, to show our, our docu-series and, you know, we're going to make the most of it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's only, it's only three of us too. We just, you know, we just creating me and my brother, we just creating how we, how we know, you know, and, and this is it, you know, teaching the younger generation. Cause when we gone, they go be taking over this thing. So the more people we can touch and sport more minds we can spark, you know, the better for our future, I would say. Uh, being uh, the oldest guy in this conversation, I, I'm jaded. I'm, I, I look, you know, and I get probably polluted by what's on Twitter and taking that for being real all the time. Uh, but I'm jaded that it, that it's all slipping away from us. Are you optimistic or are you jaded too? Uh, I'm like, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. After we After we got shut down, you know, that was crazy to me. That was mind blowing that the world was shut down, you know, and that's what really made me get, get focused on, on this plan, this exposure Academy. Like I can't, I can't sit back no more. I got to utilize my gift or this skill that I, that I was blessed with to, to give it to all types of athletes, you know, because, because once the, I feel like if you shut down the world now, who knows what's going to happen four years, eight years, right. 16 years from now. And hopefully with the the knowledge that I gave them, they able to be comfortable like I was when the world was shut down, you know, cause a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff went bad, you know, and you know, that's why I'm out here really grinding and hustling for, for this, this these generations. Oh, we have to talk about the, you have something coming up on the 4th of July, do we not? Yeah, yeah, actually we got a, our 4th of July tournament on July 8th and 9th. I connected with Chance James. He 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 got the a Steel Canyon Steel Steel Canyon High School, um, which he was the also the first athlete to go to the NFL. You know, which is pretty cool connection between us, um, two two guys that was the first to make it out their high school, and um, yeah. So we got that going on July eighth and 9th. and we got cash prizes. We go have uh, high school ages uh, fourteen to eighteen, and we got thirteen U, twelve U, eleven and ten U. Um, on the bottom field, on the grass field, uh, it's gonna be, we'll have vendors out there. You know, it's a community event. You know, it's gonna be uh, something cool, and we just provide another platform. That's basically what it's about: just providing platforms for athletes and creating more more events. Is that boys and girls? Boys, boys and girls. Yeah, flag. There boys you, and girls flag. There you, you go. Join. See, because flag football is gonna be a CIF girls flag football is gonna be a sport here. Indeed, this, indeed. this fall. So that's a whole nother. I mean, and yeah. a whole other wave of students that are going to come your way, Stevie. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I love seeing, you know, the girls coming in as kickers. Um, now they got their own league to really be comfortable in. And, and it's only going to rise. They'll end up having professional teams, professional leagues, uh, which is pretty cool, man. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about that. I'm all about that for sure. Corey has some girls at his camp. was pretty cool. Yeah, they already have the girls league. Don't act like y'all don't watch that lingerie league. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I seen right. it a little bit on, on Twitter. All I ain't right. go cat. All right, let me, let me wade you I in. I got caught up a little bit. <laughs> hey, now, this is a G-rated we'll show. We'll cut that part. <laughs> All right, well, let me get you all. Uh, let me lead you into some uh, be, some uh, hot water here, or uh, controversial water. As it's, But it's an issue everywhere you go now. We have biological men who are transitioning who want to play in female sports. Do you want to opine on that, Stevie, or do you want to steer clear of it? 
Dang, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's fair. I really don't think it's fair. You know, as as tough as it may seem, I don't know if I'm, I don't know. You know, I just don't think if they, if they was men and they go into a women's sport, I don't think it's fair that they can compete against them. Maybe, maybe we just create an own league for them. You know, and then that, that'll be fair. There you go. I think a lot of people agree with that, but it, it's such a political hot potato right now that you're, you're, if you say that, you're considered you're not. Your, your yeah, but it, equality it, like is being questioned. Yeah, it only makes sense though. You know, it, it's like it's like um, when people when, when people have partnerships, and then the, the partner turned dirty, and he like try to get more. It's like why would you turn dirty? Like there's enough money in this world for for the both for even to add more to our crew. But why would we try to just put? Why would we put a man a male who turned into a female? into a, a a strictly female league. Okay, just create a one league for the males that's turning into females and, and they can have that league because there's enough leagues that can be created for us all and without nobody having an attitude about it, you know? All right, fair enough. Um, hey, uh, let's, let's end this on a, a less controversial note though. You're speaking to the kids directly. You're, uh, you're standing before them and this is day one of whatever academy they're at or if they're uh, a part of your Roku show. What's your, when you're asked to speak, what's your message to the youth? Man, make sure y'all connect with each other because y'all go be, this may be y'all first time meeting with each other, but this may have the potential to be 15, 16 and life, lifetime friendships that you may connect with each other at these camps. Um, don't be afraid to, to say hello and speak to somebody. That's the main thing. Cause it all, that's, that's where it all starts. Just one spark may turn into a great friendship and they may help you with jobs or, or networking in, in the future. You know, that's the main thing that I like to get uh, for our Exposure Academy guys, you know, learning to communicate. That's a major thing that helped me in my life. And the athletics will the athletics will be natural, you know, as you have a passion for it. But learning to communicate that can work on and off the field. All right. So let's review as we wrap this up. Handle business. Have fun. Exposure Academy, July 4th, flag football tourney, and uh, connect. You and I need to connect better. Yeah, we do. We have no connection. Yeah. Uh, Stevie, okay. this conversation has, has been a joy. I, I hope I get to meet you face to face. And I hope you Indeed, get. We will. I hope you get to be part of our high school football show. Uh, check around, ask people about the prep picks report. You'll see that uh, our, our lanes we run parallel to one, one another. We're both in the same game. So uh, learn Definitely. about us and uh, we'll learn more about you, okay? Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to the becoming. Okay, uh, Stevie Thank Johnson, you, everybody. Uh, this podcast is now over, Stevie. We'll, we'll post some of it today. I'll make sure okay. to tag you on everything. And, uh, the, oh, by the way, this is brought to you by the San Diego Strike Force. We're very glad. And what, you can everybody who's watching this, watch us on the Prep Picks Report YouTube page. Hit the like and subscribe button. We're trying to get to 14,000 subscribers before the year's over. Peace out. Bye. Bye, Stevie. This podcast is over. Hello.